Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Oh, damn things is flopping. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Taking my money. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. Show me the dinero. What's up with that? Show me the money. I'ma just keep getting paid. More money, more money, more money. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Oh, let's get it going. Let's get it going. Yeah, let's get it going. Welcome back to Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I'm your host, Marty Allen, on the BST. Ooh, what a week we had. What a week we had. I can't wait to talk to financial analyst Bart Slack coming up at 1230 to ask him about this, these two dirty, dirty words called market correction. I think it's racketeering. I can't believe that they can sit there and walk by and just take your money like they do. I got lessons in stock marketing. I got to tell you, welcome to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Marty Allen. Don't forget, you can get the show right now everywhere. You can get it on Facebook, uh, my Facebook page. You can get it on uh, my YouTube channel. You can get the apps right now. Go grab the apps at rokeradionetwork.com if you can only listen to the audio because your ass is supposed to be working. And the boss keeps walking past and you keep trying to hide the monitor. But don't worry about it. Just do the audio. Get the app. You can get the Rogue Radio app for the uh, Droid and for iPhone. And, you, and if you don't have a uh, smartphone and you just want to listen to the audio on your computer with your little headphones in your ear so the boss think you're working, you can click on the live audio stream. All this right now at RogueRadioNetwork.com. All right, so much to talk about. Uh, first of all, let's get into it real quick uh, because, you know, the Browns are big financial news. And the Browns are starting up this Sunday. Now, I got to admit, I've been watching one second of baseball since they started playing again. I've watched very, Cavaliers won't get mad at me. I've watched very little basketball. If the Cavaliers was in it, I would be watching. But I've watched very little basketball. But now when, like, the Lakers play the Clippers, hopefully, that's when I'll start watching the, the NBA playoffs, okay? And then I'll watch it from there to the end. Uh, Miami Heat is just kicking bootage, okay? And so the Browns are coming up. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, 
Normally around this time of the year, I'm psyched. I'm stoked to watch Browns football, especially with Baker Mayfield. Please, God, don't let him kneel for the national anthem. Please. I don't want that added problems. Not here in Cleveland. We had enough going on with COVID-19 and unemployment and everything else. Don't do it, please. Just play basketball. We had a guy that, that plays up, uh, that played pickleball with us, and he would always say, I don't want to do politics. I just want to play pickleball. And that's how I am. I just want him to play football. Don't go with the politics. It'll get ugly. You know how those people are, man. They're over at the uh, tailgating from 6 o'clock in the morning. So by the time the game starts, well, actually, they won't be tailgating this Sunday because it's an away game. But still, the bottom line is don't, don't kneel down. And really don't kneel down in Baltimore, Baker. Please, please. Anyway, I digress. I'll leave that alone. We had two guys playing pickleball. Boy, I've been either everybody who I play pickleball with is pretty damn good or I just suck. And I don't think I suck. I have good days and I have bad days. But all the players that I play with in Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen are really, really good players. And I didn't win a game today. I didn't win a game on because we didn't play Monday because it was raining. So the last time we would have played in Parma would have been Friday. I didn't win a game Friday either. But there are certain players who won't even – play with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen, even though they're invited because they say they don't feel they're good enough. Well, I never feel that way. I'm going to give you 100% no matter what, even if I am the chum. (laughs) Walking around with the word chum on my back because everybody comes after me because I'm considered the weakest player. But that's okay. You play to win the game. (laughs) As Edward said, you play to win the game. So anyway, I'm, I'm... I'm moderately excited about the Browns. I'm looking forward to actually watching some sports. So I will watch. I'm not going to watch the, the tomorrow night. I could give a crap. But the Browns, I will watch just to see what's going on, to see how we look because I'm a diehard Browns fan as well as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. So there I said it. All right, let's get to the show. Stimulus update. There ain't a lot going on. There, <laughs> I honestly believe at this point it's going to be mid to late October before we see another stimulus check. I'm hoping that by next week, because I remember uh, our esteemed Governor Mike DeWine saying when he had that press conference about a month ago that it would be middle of September before we see the extra uh, uh, money from the government, $300, $400, probably going to be three because all states cried broke and say, we ain't got no extra $100 to get nobody. Screw those people. Well, they didn't actually say that, but basically that's what they're saying. We don't have the extra hundred. So three hundred, hey, three hundred is better than no hundred. And we ain't seen it. And 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 the president signed the executive orders the first part of August. And it's like there's there's a few states that have you know, people start getting their money. We ain't got nothing. If you got something, let me know because we I, I can tell you right now, I I got my uh got my check for the week, uh my transfer from unemployment. It was still just the one from the state. So I'm hoping that next week finally we'll get some uh, we'll get that extra money from the government because the people really, 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 really do need it. And I, it's just been politics going on uh, right now with people. They they're they're leveraging politics. They're using politics as a leverage. And we're the guinea pigs. We're the people who are supposed to be getting the money. But, you know, Pelosi is fighting with Trump and getting leverage and all this kind of thing. Boy, I got to tell you, I've mentioned at the top of the show about. Uh, a former player playing pickleball said, I just want to play pickleball. I don't want to do politics. Well, two people got into it last Friday. About, and one is a staunch Trump supporter and one despises Donald Trump. And they got into it. Ooh, it was good stuff. I kept my mouth closed. Like, I don't want to say nothing. 
I know that there are certain things you cannot talk about because there is no winner and it's just going to cause friends to be unfriends. And one of them is politics. Another one is abortion. Another one is uh, religion. Okay. Uh, there's uh, also uh, sexuality, whether you're not your uh, heterosexual, homosexual, transgender, whatever, LGBT. Those are the type of things you just stay away from because you're not going to win these arguments. And it's just going to cause people, you, there's, there's one side of the fence and there's the other side of the fence. And that's where it should end. All right, let me tell you about Tesla. You know me. I'm still here at the table. I was hiking, hawking Tesla for the longest time. And until last Tuesday, I had reason to hawk them. So let me tell you what happened. So the stock split on the 31st. Then came the new trading on the Monday, which was, uh, no, it started, it started trading on the 31st. Uh, that's when the split happened, August 31st. And they were up 60, 55 points that day. And I had 40 shares. Now, I talked to certain people like Bart Slack, my financial analyst, Dominic Ruggiero over at the Eastland Inn in Berea, who's also kind of like my financial advisor. And he has a buddy named Joey. We call him Couch Potato Joe, who uh, is a longtime financial money manager. And I said to Dominic, I said, Dominic, Ooh, I made so much money. And I tell Dominic, oh, what should I do? I said, I'd have different people keep, all I keep hearing is the bubble's going to burst, burst. The bubble's going to burst. The bubble's going to burst any time now. And Dominic said, listen, my buddy Joe, Joey says that it doesn't make sense, that it is going to happen any day now. The whole thing's going to come tumbling down. You better share, so you, you would be highly advised, he says, to sell about 10 of your, of your 40 shares and take the profit. Now, remember, it was, all, it was about $500 at the time, $500 a share, about $497, I think it closed up on that Monday, the 31st. And normally, and I remember telling you guys on the show, I said, normally I'd be done so by now because I made another, you know, $2,200 just on that Monday with my 40 shares. And I'm going, okay, but. People who talk, who, 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 who counsel me on day trading and on the financial market say, you got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined. When you know you should take the money out, take the money out. Don't sit there and get greedy and think it's going to continue to happen, continue to happen, especially when you hear everybody saying, the bubble's going to burst any time now. The bubble's going to burst any day now. And I don't want to hear it because I, I didn't want to hear it. I was just making money. That's all I cared about. I was just making all the money. So I didn't want to hear it, but again, I listened. And Dominic was the last person I talked to. So at the end of the day on Monday, I said, I better sell some of this stock on Tuesday. I, I just got to feel it. So Tuesday, the stock, so I checked the pre-markets on uh, Monday night slash Tuesday morning. And the pre-market says minus the 25 and change, 25 bucks and change for Tesla. I said, okay. At the start of the mar of the bell, I'm selling my 10 shares because that's profit right now. I'm taking that 10 shares. I probably had 17 shares, which was profit. So I said, I'm going to take a 10 shares, and I'm going to get out. And so sure enough, the market opened. I think it was up some, but then it quickly went down. That's what I think it was on Tuesday morning. 
And so I, I real quick, I'm going to uh, uh, trade, okay, uh, uh, individual, all right. Uh, uh, no, 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 Roth, Roth, Roth. And I go to Roth, and I sell. <laughs> and I got in at $494 a share, and I sold the 10 shares. And then I put a stop loss at 450 for the other 30 shares. Thank God I did. Because the train started rolling backwards and downhill at that point. Tuesday was not good. Wednesday was brutal. And I mean just brutal. And then, then Thursday was just apocalyptic. Tick. <laughs> just a brutal. And I'm sitting there going, thank you, Dominic. Bart Slack, Bill Bender, thank you for imploring me, A, to take some of the shares and sell them. Because, see, I'd waited all this time for the split. I'm on this show, and I'm just hiking, 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 hocking Tesla and the split. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. So I didn't... <laughs> I didn't want to wait all this time for telling the audience how much I love Tesla. Remember, I never tell you what to buy or sell. I only tell you what looks in the, what looks interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. So I waited all this time. But see, when you're when you're when you are in the stock market and you're a day trader or whatever kind of market person you are, I told you about the seven deadly sins with with uh, uh, with Kramer on CNBC. He says. Don't be stupid. Take your, don't be ashamed to take your profit margins. I also told you that there are people who could give a crap about how many shares they have. They are the bottom line. How much do I make? How much did I make? And at that point, I was probably up, you know, approaching 10 grand. Tesla alone. And I'm thinking, okay. Trying to pay off the condo, trying to pay off the condo. I need more money, more money, more money. But then I remembered. Like I said, I was smart enough to get out sell 10 shares at 494. The other one sold at 450. I knew I lost money on that, but that's okay. I got out. And the next thing you know, I looked at it, it was down to 330 bucks, I think, yesterday. Now it opened up at 355 today. I jump back in a little bit. I put my toes in the water. Ooh, that's cold. But I need to be in the water. I'm addicted. Now I understand how it is to be a degenerate gambler. Now I understand how it is when people bet the ponies. Now I understand why people are habitual uh, or lottery players. People like Triv who love, addicted to going to the casino and playing as Texas Hold'em and, and craps and all this kind of good stuff. I understand now because I was out of the market as of that Tuesday. Yes, to start on Tuesday, and I wasn't back in until today. So it was pretty much close to a week of just climbing the walls because I liked the juice. I liked the action. But I had to remember that I'm trying to pay off the condo. I have to be disciplined. I have to know when to get out. I know I have to know when to stay on the sidelines, not jump back in. When I saw Tesla going down, 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 then was now all of a sudden it was 407. Then it was three something. And I'm going, ooh, this is a nice price to jump back in. And I said, no, let me wait. Because like what, what Jeff Tanchak told me about, you can see the aftermarket trading numbers on my Yahoo Finance bar. 
Yahoo Finance will tell me what's what's happening after the market closes at four o'clock. It also tells me after midnight. I forget at some point in the morning. I don't know what time because sometimes I check in the midnight hour and I don't see the numbers of the pre-market. They may not start till three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. All I know is I wake up to go pee around three four o'clock and I go to hit Yahoo Finance and there it is. There's the pre-market. And yesterday, I said to myself, okay, the first day trading after Labor Day, there's got to be something going on. I think all the, I think everything that's bad that's going to happen has happened. And I remember Jeff Tanchek telling me, he said, hey, the analysts say that, uh, that uh, Tesla could lose another 20%. Sure enough, yesterday, $88 down. And I didn't get back in. Let me see what it looks like. I checked the pre-market. It said it was down like 55, something like that. I went, I ain't getting back in. I'm staying on the sidelines. I'm like Spurgeon Wynn of the Browns. He could care less if he ever played. He's standing over there collecting his money, just sitting on the sidelines. So I sat on the sidelines. I wanted to be back in. I wanted the juice, but I said, this is not looking good. Now, understand, I didn't just look at Tesla. I looked at everything because I was also, I also had uh, Apple. I also had NVIDIA. I also had some Adobe. And everything was up. I was looking at Amazon. Did you see Amazon? Holy crap, Amazon was up to about 35, 35.50 before the market correction happened. Freaking racketeering, in my opinion. I can't wait to talk to Bart Sachs so he can explain this to me because he's been in the, in the stock market way longer than I have. But this is bull crap. I'm in it now. The brother from the hood is in the game. I need to know what's going on. How can they afford to do this and just walk by with a big old hockey stick and rake the money off the table and say, you you you're overvalued. You've made too much money. Well, let's put you back in line, rake. And they just take all the money. And they just test them. They took everybody's money. Amazon. Amazon on uh, a Thursday last week when the big crash happened. Or the market correction, as the rich white people say. So they can try to sell it to me. I wait till Bart Slack come on at 1230. I can't wait. But anyway. Amazon was down 190 on Thursday. And then Friday, they were down like 143. I went, ooh. And then yesterday, they were down another 144. They went under, one, went under 3,200. They were like 35-something. Because as you know, if you've been a loyal listener or if you were of this show, I've been telling you that the analyst says that Amazon's going up to $4,000, supposedly by the end of the year. So anyway, I'm sitting there waiting with my with my Tesla because I know Batteries Day is coming up. It's fastly approaching on September 22nd when it's supposed to announce some new and exciting stuff about this battery. So anyway, my, my point is I finally got back in today. Who knows? The last time I checked, it was down. It was about 19 up. But I jumped in at 25 when the market started. So it was at, I, got, I got in. It was at 3.30. It was up 25. I got in at 3.55, and I bought some shares. And I bought back some shares of, of Apple as well. I said, okay, last I checked, Apple was up like 4.72, 4. something like that. I jumped back in. It was like up 3. I said, I got to get back in. It looks like maybe the tsunami is over with. So anyway, that'll be Bart Slack coming up at uh, the half hour. Let me tell you about my main man. Do you have a faith? Do you, are, is your faith strong like mine is? See, I have, a, I have a strong relationship with God, but I don't go to church because Sunday is my only day, and a lot of times I'm working down at the arena when they are playing. So Sunday is my recharge the battery day, but I keep my faith in God. I have a very strong belief in God. God has saved my life so many times I can't even begin to tell you guys. Well, there's other people like 
retired police sergeant Rick Maruniak, who also has a, a strong faith in God. And when he was on the force all these years, he, told, he talked about so many times that God helped him solve some of the most serious cases. And he credits his faith in God. And he, so he, after he retired, he decided to write a book about it. God Doesn't Need a Badge. God Doesn't Need a Badge by retired Cleveland Police Sergeant Rick Maruniak. You can find it right now on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. If you want the link to it, write on my uh, uh, rogueradionetwork.com page. Just go over there, uh, scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the, uh, the link to click on to get the book. God Doesn't Need a, need a Badge by Rick Maruniak. God Doesn't Need a Badge. How's your faith? Is it as strong as Rich Rick Maruniak's? God Doesn't Need a Badge by Rick Maruniak. All right. So uh, did you see also Tesla is, uh, is uh, launching their 12th Starlink mission? Remember last week I talked before this whole market correction happened the day after last Thursday. I was telling you about Starlink. I, was, I had been telling you guys about SpaceX and SpaceX and how I wanted to know what more about SpaceX. And then I finally understood it. Starlink. Starlink is a bunch of these uh, uh, small satellites that's going to be low orbiting. And then they're going to uh, talk to the responders on the ground. Well, they've launched their 12th Starlink mission already. Talking about users getting 100 megabits a second. See, that's what I told you guys. Uh, Tesla ain't just an electric car company. And I believe at some point, you Tesla Internet. You'll, you'll start seeing commercials for Tesla Internet because Elon Musky, Musk is a visionary who I believe is like Steve Jobs. So I still believe in them, but when I see the market like it was last week, I got to get the hell out. I, I, I didn't care that I had 60 shares of Apple and 40 shares of Tesla. All I saw, I said to myself, I'm not going to do what I did with CGC. Just watch the, the shares go from $41 a share when they announced COVID and they shut the country down to, I watched it till it got to below $14 a share, like maybe $14.33, something like that. And I sat there like a dumb, you know what, watching it and saying to myself, I can't take it out now. Can't take it out now. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. Well, guess what? It's still, it's still at $16 and change, at least the last time I checked. It ain't never come back so far. And the pot industry just ain't doing much of anything. Everything was biotechs, and I got news about that coming up as well. Now, the other thing is the ant group. Now, the, the ant group, who I told you about before, has got a huge IPO coming out. And this thing is part of this huge war in China between Alibaba and WeChat Pay. Tencent is involved in that. There's so much going on with the three of them or the four of them, and if you add Apple and Google, the six of them, then it ain't even funny. I told you about Donald Trump getting a bug up his rear end about what happened on TikTok, and, and he told the U.S. companies not to do business with them. And then Epic Games, who has the game Fortnite, they were taken off of Apple Pay and Google Pay, or Play, however it's called. They were taken off of the... Apple, where, in other words, where the consumer can't buy it from Apple, the Apple site, or the Google site. And Epic Games got pissed, and they threatened to sue Apple. Well, now Apple has come out and countersued 
Epic Games. And there's a real battle going on. You got to stay tuned for that. A real battle going on. And like I said, Alibaba and WeChat pay Tencent. They're all in bed together. Tencent is involved with the supposedly the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, in some sort, in some fashion or another. That's the thing that bothers me. Real quick, let me tell you about Diagnesis Restaurant. Diagnesis Restaurant, 77 South, right off of White Pond Drive. Authentic Italian food. I'm talking delicious. You got to try the Diagnesis special. I keep saying Diagnesis, but it's really Diagnesis. Now, there is one up here on 82 and Broadview. But apparently, they're no longer associated with each other. I'm talking about the one with my main man, Jimmy Bellardo, who owns the one out in Akron, right off White Pond Drive. If you're coming from Cleveland, go out 77 South, get off at White Pond, hang a left, about 30 seconds on the, uh, up the road on the left. Authentic Italian food for a while there. Of course, after businesses closed, when they finally got back open, they were only open for dinner, but now they're open for lunch and dinner. Diagnesis or Diagnesis, however you say it, it doesn't matter. It is delicious Italian food. I highly advise you to try the shrimp Diagnesis, Diagnesis, or the shrimp or the chicken Diagnesis. And then they got the Oreo cheesecake. They can't even keep it in stock. It's so freaking delicious. And I'm mad at Jimmy because every time I come out there, I want a piece and there ain't none because everybody buys it. Diagnesis, 77 and White Pond Drive, real, authentic Italian restaurant. I can't wait to parse that, come on, because I, I need an education. You guys know how I am. I'm, I'm learning this whole thing. I had uh, Jeff Tanchek on last week who, ta- who uh, uh, does futures trading, and I still haven't researched some of the stuff that he told me to do because I knew he's only on once a month, so I said, well, I got time. And then, plus, I'm, I'm frustrated because I see what was going on with my Tesla money and my Apple money. But then once I got out, I just kept looking. You know how I am. I'm always on my phone, you know, with Google, uh, uh uh, the Tesla stock price. And I look at it, it goes, ooh, minus 88. I went, ooh. Now, if I was in it, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I don't want to do nothing. Leave me alone, okay? But I was out, so I was happy about what's going on with them. Once you out and you're on the outside looking in, you're going, oh, thank goodness. Dominic Ruggiero, I love you. Bart Slack, I love you. Carl Cure, who who was one of our best pickleball players, kept saying, Marty, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, the whole thing's gonna explode, implode. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna implode. It can't stay like this. <laughs> and I looked at him, I go, Carl, I don't care. I'm making money. I don't care why and how, but right now I'm making money, so I don't care. But I did get out in time to get to still continue to have most of the profits that I made on Tesla and on Apple. So that was the the good part. Remember drones? Remember Amazon and I told you <laughs> I told you guys I don't see there was a High Times investor. High Times. High Times magazine was for uh, uh when I was in my 20s and I smoked weed. They had the magazine, and that was like the that was the Bible for weed people. High Times Magazine. And then they tried to have an IPO, and for the last two years, they were telling people you could go to their website personally and buy 
uh, 50 shares or 100 shares of the stock. It was at 11 bucks, but they never came out with the IPO. Then a couple months ago, they didn't do their earnings report like they were supposed to, so the SEC uh, uh, shut them down. Every day I was getting, get in now, do it now. And they were talking about, <coughs> excuse me, they were talking about that they had a service now where it was like Uber Eats, where they would deliver, you order your weed from one of their stores in California. They were going to buy 13 stores. And then you, <laughs> you'd call and you order your weed and they have a driver come and bring it to you. And I said, oh, that's not going to work well in Compton. <laughs> come on, you're going to send some poor kid to Compton to deliver some weed? He's going to get jacked. Or she going to get jacked or worse. Well, Amazon was the same way I thought about when they talked about drones like five years ago. They talked about at some point drones are going to deliver your packages. And I said, oh, that ain't going to work in the hood. See, in these nice, ritzy uh, white neighborhoods, you ain't got to worry about that. You can deliver the package and you have your neighbors to watch out for it for you. They'll even walk out, take that package and set it up on your porch and knock on the door. Leave a sign. Your pack, you had a package came and we left it on your porch. Thank you. Thank you for being a good neighbor. You can't do that in the hood. You can't go to 55th and Quincy with a drone and drop off an Amazon package. It ain't never getting delivered. Before that drone can even let that package to the ground, somebody has got your package and gone. You can't do that in the hood. So you saw Amazon never really went forward with that drone thing. But now Amazon is like one of the main players because remember that Amazon used to deliver your packages with USPS, Postal Service, UPS, FedEx, DHL. Well, now Amazon is right up to times with everybody else and they got all these electric vans. They're coming out with electric vans and now they deliver your package. I ordered something from Amazon Saturday, and I got it yesterday. That's how quick they are. Sometimes you get it in a day. Sometimes that's the best part about Amazon. You get it in a day, and now they're one of the major players. And as you can see, Amazon now has an electric car because of what Tesla is doing. Ford is coming out with their electric F one fifty because of what Tesla is doing. We got more on, on electric, cars, uh, electric cars coming up in a minute. Let me see if my hotline, I apologize, people. I'm a one-man show here. I usually have a screener, but it's just me. Yeah. Is this my main man, Bart Slack? Yes, sir, it is. All right. Uh, Bart, Bart, real quick, by the way, I want to give you a major problem. One of the things I love about you is that I've known you for 37 years, as long as I know Bill Bender. And, yeah. what I, and what I get from you, just like Bender, is the person that I get off the air on the phone when we talk and shoot the stuff, you know, is the <laughs> same person that I get on the air. And, yeah. And I got so many funny comments about your story on Hillary Clinton last oh, yeah. week. Oh, my God. Even Dabrowski, my, my, my boss, Dave Dabrowski over at the Cleveland Cavaliers, was telling me how funny it was. And I think but it was true. You know what made that funny? It's what makes a lot of things funny is that it's true. And it's true. And it's the fact that we all know Hillary and we all know the look on her face. The look that she, she probably had all her campaign people around her. And then she gets the notice that she lost. Now, all her campaign people, they're all probably in this room and nobody will look at her. 
because they know any second she is going to go ballistic. And the funny part is that in my mind, I can see her running around that room, smacking people, punching them, throwing iPads at her people. You know what I'm saying? You know what what came to mind when when she lost that election? Yeah. I kept thinking about, you know how when you with with Trevisano, you played that clip, uh, that audio clip of her screaming about uh, yes. any admin, you know, we have the right to disagree with yes. any administration. She's screaming at yes. the top of her lungs. That's what came to mind at the uh, <laughs> night of the election last time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, so funny. Just so funny. Talking with financial analyst Bart Slack. All right, let's jump into it, Bart. The stock market has been going since the beginning of time, and that's okay. But now a brother from the hood is in the stock market. A brother from the hood is now in the game, and And I I demand accountability. We're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bart. Two people like me, I've heard of it before, but I don't understand it. So now I'm going to leave the floor to you. I'll ask these questions, and I'm going to shut up and let you go over and explain this well, thing. What? Well, don't do that. Well, but I mean, I'll jump back in when you stop. Yeah, okay. I'm just All saying, right. I want to know, what is market correction? Who does it? And why do they do, they do it? And then I'll have follow-ups when you get done. Well, I mean, you know, a market correction, the definition is – you know, like a 10% decline from a recent uh, top. So after yesterday, I mean, the, the NASDAQ was officially in a correction. That index was in a correction because it had dropped uh, 10% uh, from its recent recent high. So um, that's kind of a thumbnail definition of what a correction is. And who does it? I mean, it's basically um, – you know the uh, the people trading stocks. I mean, it's not like one person's going to say, "Hey, we need a correction." I think it's just the you know the, the consensus of the investment community out there. Actually, I think they get worried when when stocks are going up too high, and by too high, I mean there's always this. You know, a stock is worth what you want to pay for it exactly. in, the, in the short run, but in the long run, a stock's uh, value is a function of its of its earnings over time. Um, over time is the key word. I mean, you can have Tesla like now, like it has been uh, running up like crazy with with not a lot of earnings. Um, but people that were watching Tesla were saying, like you you said in your show earlier, that it's 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 getting a little high here. It's getting a little frothy. Uh, there's not a lot to support uh, the value of the stock right now. When you when you start hearing talk like that, it's like people are going to want to take some some profits and take some money off the table. So um, it could be as simple as something uh, like with Tesla. It was already people were starting to sell that thing because I think it was it was overpriced. And then, you know, a lot of people were buying it because of this rumor that it's going to be added to the S&P. We talked about this uh, in your show before. Yeah. Well, yesterday it came out that the S&P was not going to include Tesla, and, man, it got slammed. So that's an emotional thing. Uh, or people, you know, uh, institutional investors saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my money and, and go to the sidelines right now on Tesla or on Apple or on Microsoft. They've gotten a little high, and uh, uh, when the institutions start doing that en masse, 
you know, the volume gets pretty high and and the and the prices start dropping. Right. So a correction is kind of like uh, someone has told me that, like, you know, uh, a tree doesn't grow uh, to the sky and that anything that, that grows that that uh, has value, uh, you need to prune it once in a while, like uh, like uh, grapevines for for making wine or, or, or fruit trees. You got to prune them. Okay. Uh, so and no- sometimes it, it applies to the stock market. If it's getting too big, it's getting too high. You know, people people start pruning things. All right. So so uh, so here's a, here's a couple of follow-ups. Number one, why did the S and P tell Tesla that they weren't going to go into the S and P? And is is this permanent, or this means just right now? Just right now. Uh, just right now. And why they told them uh, they weren't going to add them? Uh, I think it had something to do. With they were a little concerned that the the price of Tesla stock had gotten too high, and I think they were they were a little concerned that they'd be adding something that was ripe for uh, for the picking or ripe for a big downturn. That's just I'm speculating that they may may be the case. They were a little concerned that the, the price had gotten too high, and they didn't want them in just just right now. All right. So is, is is the people who told Tesla that they're not going into the S and P. Did they have anything to do with the market correction, or is the market correction an algorithm that just does it on its own? It isn't some financial analyst that says, oh, Tesla stock is overvalued, and everybody says, oh, really? And then all of a sudden there's a run to sell the stock. Um, you know, th- th- that may be the case for Tesla specifically, um, and if that happens uh, to a specific stock or a couple of stocks, it could it could trigger uh, a sell-off, and it may be. I'm not sure that was the case yesterday um, or last and, Thursday. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, things started getting out there that that people that were um, uh, buying a lot of Tesla stock, buying a lot of Apple stock, uh, had uh, had mentioned on record to investors that they they are thinking of getting out or taking some profits. So that kind of stuff. Um, uh, leaks into the market, into the investment community, and that could trigger people starting to sell. Like uh, uh, one of the one of the biggest stockholders in Apple is a guy named Mario Gabelli. He runs a he's a billionaire investor, runs a number of mutual funds, and he he let it leak that he thinks uh, he's going to lighten up on his Apple shares, and that started to that started people uh, starting to sell Apple. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, and same thing with Tesla. There was a big, big player in Tesla that was actually bought, buying a lot of call options, um, which we can get into at another date. But he, he let it be known that he's starting to sell off some of his uh, call options, and that started to hit that, that stock. And then when that can, that can happen, uh, even though it affects – the specific stocks, Nick gets out there that maybe this is the time to take some profits, take money off the table, and you see, and that can cause what happened on Thursday and and yesterday. Right, and, and, and talking to financial analyst Bart Slack. But it's Marty, Marty. It's yeah. not just one guy sitting out there saying, "Okay, I, I think it's time for a correction." I'm going to really screw Marty Allen. No, yes, that's I mean, what I'm no. thinking. No. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking because I I say to myself, and I've made this correlation before. I say to myself at Sotheby's Sotheby's auction in New York or wherever it is, somebody just have a painting and they start to bidding at 24 million, and somebody ends up paying 37 million dollars. You're talking about. 
uh, uh, diamonds. You know, all of a sudden, the guy spends $2 million for a two-carat, three-carat, whatever it is, diamond. No one says, well, that diamond is overvalued. No one says that painting is overvalued. And then a lot of times I hear some analysts say, well, uh, we are upgrading Sometimes they say we're upgrading Tesla stock from 1200 to twenty-five. Other times he'll say we're downgrading it. And then all he has is just one person from some freaking firm, and the next thing you know, the stock goes down. So sometimes it is yeah. one person that can make a stock tank. Yes, you're right. That's true. It can be one guy that's going to that's going to uh, dramatically affect the, the trading in one particular stock. It, yep. it, it reminds me of you're sitting there at a Texas holding table, and you got the big pile of money on the table. You're winning and you're winning and you're winning. And the next thing you know, somebody comes back with a big hockey stick and they drag half the money off the table and say, well, you got too much money over there. You you shouldn't have that much. And they just take it from you. It sounds like racketeering to me. And why is it that it wasn't, I guess you kind of uh, uh, addressed this. It wasn't just Tesla. It was everybody. Last Thursday, it was everybody. Every, Amazon lost like 350 bucks and almost $400 from what their price was in the mid-35s. It wasn't just Tesla and Apple. It was it was all the biotech stock. It was the weed stock. It was everything up and down the line was in the red. Yeah, well, that was more uh, a technology-related uh, event. I mean, some of the banks did did fine uh, at the end of last week. Uh, some retailers were, were. This was predominantly. Well, it did affect the whole market, but it really hit uh, hit the tech stocks because the tech stocks are the ones, you know, that have really done very very well in this current environment. This whole COVID depressed uh, uh, environment. A lot of these tech stocks that that are able to enhance people's work from home. Uh, capability, for example. I mean, those kinds of stocks really, really started to get bid up. And um, so what happened Thursday was kind of a correction, uh, you know, general market correction, but mainly in the in the tech stocks that really got high. But in fact, even, even year to date, the NASDAQ, which is primarily a tech stock index, I mean, it's still up like 30% for the year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's still high. Um, but you know, I think people are taking a breather. Um, and the other thing, you know, uh, you know, September is historically the worst performing month in the stock market. I'm glad to know this. Now. So, I didn't so, know this. Yeah, um, September is generally not not a good month for stocks. So you know, it may be whatever the psychology or behavior patterns behind that fact. Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but you know, those may be at play here too. All right. So on, on one last question before we let you go on the average. How many market corrections happen in a year, and how do you know uh, what are the signs that the market correction is over now and that companies, tech companies, and their biotech and everything else will start making a little money again? Like today seemed to be the first day since last Tuesday that got a lot of positives. A lot of stuff was in the green at pre-market where it looked like it was going to be a halfway decent uh, day. What What you need to watch, and it's almost as important as what the, um, the, the the percentage moves in the indexes or the point moves in the indexes. Uh, uh, for example, the Dow is right now up 560 points. Okay. Almost as important to that is to look at the end of the day, look at the volume of shares that, that changed hands. Okay. That will tell you uh, to some degree 
whether or not, you know, this correction's over, whether or not uh, things are going down further. I mean, if you see uh, today, we're up, we're up, what, 2 3% on the, on the indexes. Um, but if you see at the end of the day, and you got to wait to the end of the day to all the trades settle. Okay. But if you see that the volume on, on uh, the S&P or on the NASDAQ, for example, uh, is the, the volume is not much higher than the average or it's lower than average. What that tells you is that a lot of the big players have not jumped in. This is kind of a small event. Oh. Uh, if you see uh, like a day like today, uh, two, three percent jump. And at the end of the day, you see the volume of shares that traded is significantly higher than average. Then, you know, something's going on. The big boys are jumping in. So that'll tell you that'll give you an idea. Now, you can't just do it one day. I mean, you got to you got to watch every day to see how things play out. OK. But if you see, um, you know, several days in a row where there's a big sell-off, like we had Thursday and we had yesterday, yeah, uh, I noticed that the, the, the indexes moved dramatically downward in a big way with big volume. There was a lot of people getting out. A lot of the big boys were getting out on Thursday, getting out yesterday. And now we see that there's a bounce back. But we got to wait till the end of the day to see, you know, is the volume a lot higher? Are the big boys getting back in? Because if they're not, then we may see some more down days uh, because we've seen down days with big volume. That means a lot of the guys with the big money are starting to pull out. And they don't want to pull out all at once because if they do that, that'll tank all of their stock, their their holdings. They got to be careful. If they make a decision to get out, They'll do it gradually, but you'll see it in heavier volume. So today we're we're up. We got to check. We got to see what the volume is. If the volume is not real um, significantly higher, or if it's even in fact lower than average, then I, that leads me to think that the the big boys are not jumping back. They're they're waiting uh, to get out uh, further. Wow, you are good. You are good. I, I have so much. To learn between you and Jeff Tancheck, I gotta be researching every night. I never knew about this. Yeah, watch the volume. Look at the volume versus the average volume, uh, average daily volume. Wow, you better believe, man. Take my texts. I'm gonna be texting you in the next day or two because yeah, and that I applies t- to individual stocks too. You can get charts, uh, and and uh, you know we'll take a look. Take a look at Tesla at the end of the day. It's up. It's up pretty nicely today. But if the volume in the stock has not jumped up, then I, I'm not sure if uh, the big boys are done getting out. You got it. And I'm gonna need. I'm just going to need to know where do I look for this volume? Because, you know, I'm a brother from the hood. So you need to, you need to push me a little bit. Well, in the right Fidelity, direction. I mean, you got, uh, Fidelity's got yes. uh, charts. You, you, you'll, see, you'll see a chart um, uh, of the price over time, you know. Uh, and at the bottom of the chart, typically – is the volume in the stock in a, like a little bar graph? Um, uh, we can go over it once. Yes, uh, once yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, we we will. You. You, you look at the bottom. The bottom of the stock. The bottom of a, a chart will typically show what the volume is for that day. Okay, Bart Slack, my financial analyst. Every week at twelve thirty. Hey, I, I just ordered some Goldberry coffee, by the way. I, I, that's a perfect lean in because I'm about to do the commercial. Thank you. you. Yes. Oh, what, what, what's your favorite, by the way, over I, there? I like the one. It's called Tuxedo. It's a dark blend. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a it's a rich dark blend. Tuxedo. 
Excellent. All right, Bart. It's really good. We'll talk okay. talk next week. Yeah. Okay. Right. Financial analyst Bart Slack. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasted Company. See, that's one of the main reasons why people love Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. There's so many flavors. I fell in love with, and like I said, I got two moods. I have days where I need a real, real pick-me-up, and that's when I go for the Kenya AA. It's like drinking Gatorade or an energy drink or whatever, okay? It's just it's just the bomb, as we call it in the hood. That's the Kenya AA. But then there are other days where I just want a mild, really good-tasting coffee, and that's when I go for the Brazil. It's got a nice little... Oh, it's got this little sweetness. It's hard to explain. All I can tell you is it's pretty damn good. Goldberry Roasting Company. Goldberry Roasting Company. Go to goldberryroasting.com. Goldberryroasting.com. And check out all the different flavors. They'll, they'll ship it. They'll deliver it. You can come and pick it up. If you live, I believe they're in Alliance, if I'm not mistaken. Goldberry Roasting Company. If you, I always tell you guys, if you're trying to settle a client, if you're trying to, if you're trying to close... When you're trying to close, but they just don't want to make a decision, there's something simple as coffee. Good tasting, good smelling coffee that will put you over the edge to make that deal. Goldberry Roasting Company. Go to the website right now, goldberryroasting.com. Whatever order you, you make, just put in the coupon code Goldberry. BST at checkout. Goldberry BST. You'll get 10% off your order. And it is some absolutely, so many different flavors. My man Pat Butler over at iHeart Traffic is a huge fan. All these different people now that have uh, Richard Cole and everybody else who have gone over there. I stay stocked up because I freaking love it. Goldberry Roasting Company. And if you want any questions you got, uh, just shoot the CEO over there, Pete Cooper. Uh, career intern from the trip show, Pete Cooper, who now runs Goldberry uh, Roasting Company. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Goldberry Roasting Company. Ooh, some day. I can't wait till my show's over 1 o'clock. As soon as it is, that's when I know I'm going to start checking out the stock market again, see how my Tesla is, see how my Apple is, try to find this freaking chart that Bart told me about so I can find out the volume because I need to know. I need to know. It means everything. When to get out. When to jump back in. When I sit on the sideline, I need to know. Go Bear Rose and some damn good coffee. All right, let's get you your stock market update for the week. We got COVID-19 stocks. Um, Who was it I wanted to talk about? Oh, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson says their coronavirus vaccine prevents severe illness in hamsters. So now if you're a damn hamster... You can try it, <laughs> but if you're a person, you're still kind of on the sideline about it. Did you see where AstraZeneca, I've told you every week when I talk about the COVID stocks, we're talking about AstraZeneca. Did you see that AstraZeneca has now pulled their study of their coronavirus vaccine because somebody had a, one of the participants had an adverse, refe- uh, uh, adverse effect to their particular uh, vaccine. So AstraZeneca has now pulled back the study. Shares have fallen tremendously. Cancino is not really doing much of anything. Novavax has been quiet for a while, but everything was quiet since last Tuesday. Uh, Moderna has been quiet. No big percentage increases with none of those. So that's what you have in the COVID-19 stock. My big dog stocks of the week is... The Ant Group, they got the huge, huge, huge IPO coming pretty soon. And 
this is like I said, there is some big fight going on with Alibaba and WeChat and Tencent. There's still arm holdings. Who wants to who with SoftBank wants to get rid of arm holdings? NVIDIA has trying to be, get uh, Arm. Now we understand why why uh, SoftBank is wants to get rid of Arm Holdings because they want to come out with this huge IPO where they're trying to get $225 billion. That's what's going on with them. Weed stocks, everything is still flat. Nobody, including GLC, uh, uh, CGC, not GLC, CGC, old show thoughts on my brain, including CGC. Where you at, CGC? But I can't blame CGC right now. Tilray, True Leave, uh, Aurora Cannabis, all these companies right now, no one's doing anything on the weed front. We need somebody to come out with something big my attractive stock of the week you haven't heard me say this in a while almost since i started here you heard me mention johnson and johnson every week but now johnson and johnson has took over has a 6.5 million takeover of momenta pharmaceuticals momenta pharmaceuticals novel therapies for patients with rare diseases and johnson johnson has acquired them for 6.5 billion dollars that is your uh, oh my! Oh my! Sorry, my interesting stock of the week is Nicola. Nicola shares soar 39% because they have now partnered with GM to produce the Nicola Badger, the company's full electric and hydrogen fuel cell electric pickup truck. The Nicola Badger. That's your stock tip for the week. Oh, I've had a fun week over here. I got to tell you. I, I, now I now I'm kind of scared that I got back in because. Slack is like, yeah, but when you see they're up now, but you gotta look and see how the uh, uh, how the volume is going. See, I, I I always tell you guys, I have no problem mentioning that I don't know everything. I really don't, but I'm trying to learn, and that's why people like Bart Slack, people like Dominic Ruggiero, people like Jeff Tanchek. Jeff Tanchek blew my freaking mind last week. When he got, he was only on for what, like eight minutes, eight, ten minutes? And he started talking futures and he blew my mind. And then today, Bart Slack blew my mind. I got so much to learn. I'm a brother for the hood, but the hood was not born in me. But I'm a sponge. I like to get and research and understand this whole stock market thing. And I haven't even scratched the surface. I'm still a virgin messing around with individual trading. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just what I was kind of successful at. So that's what I gravitated to, individual stock trading. But then Bart Slack talks about uh, uh, EFTs and it's, and I said, wait a minute, EFTs? And then I thought about, well, isn't EFTs electronic funds transfer? Isn't that what I do? Or does EFT mean something else? I sure as hell going to find out. Because Bart says, well, I'm not as aggressive as you. You do individual stocks. He's got his money. He's now retired. So now he deals in the mutual funds and EFTs. And, and then I heard uh, Jeff uh, Tanchek talk about futures. And then the next time he's supposed to be on, the first of next month, we're supposed to talk EFTs. Now, I got to ask him, or I'll find out between now and then, is EFTs, electronic fund transfers? I do that all the freaking time. 
EFTs. Why? What is the difference in a stock market EFT and a regular bank EFT? I don't understand. But I'm going to understand. I want to understand. Okay, so <laughs> I got some response on the pictures that I posted about me on the Peninsula Towpath. It's off, off of 303. I'm not sure if it's Brunswick or whatever the hell it is, but it's a, it's, it's a bike path. And I was there, and the pictures that I show, you know how on Facebook you get, uh, you get these things that say, uh, uh, four years ago, you took this picture. And that's what it was for me. Four years ago, I had taken this picture, and I wanted everybody to see, you know, how I looked at that point and how I was having a great time. And I remember the story. Uh, there's one of the reasons. I'm, I was a one-and-done street riding bike. I, I, I gave my bikes away there to my nephew, Terry, because my ass hurt so much. And that was a problem with me. This thing was eight miles out. And you can, there's even longer ones, but I didn't, I, my buddy, uh, Dan Poppleman, he does like 40 miles, uh, Diane does like 50 miles, it's like, I ain't riding no 50 miles. After about 35 minutes, my ass is raw. It hurts, and I had on those paddings, man. I couldn't deal with that. But I remember riding this, and I remember talking to my friend, uh, Lisa Hagel Olson, works for Homeland Security, and she told me about this path. I went. And like I said, about every, every, every chance I got, I'm raising my ass up off that seat because, you know, you hit those bumps in those metro parts on this road and everything, and those bumps, and man, my ass was hurt in. It wasn't hurting, it was hurt in. And then I got eight miles out, and now we're on our way back. And <laughs> we're on our way back, and the first thing I told Lisa Hagel Olson, I said, listen, I don't want to do this, I don't want to fall off into some ditch and bust my rear end. And she goes, no, no, you ain't got to worry about that. You know, just like we wear the golf outing. She took me to a charity golf outing, you know, and, and she's having fun. And, you know, on 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 the golf course, the, 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 kind of, the course kind of goes, you know, kind of like you're on a hill, but you're not. And, and this golf course on this hill where it's like if we lean a little bit too far to the right, the thing will turn over. And I'm thinking about permanent uh, uh, disabilities and all this kind of thing. And she told me that now. She told me that now you ain't got to worry about it on this bike path. Now we're coming back. We're the last mile of the bike path, the 16 miles. And my rear end is sore. And I had on those, those damn padded pants. So now I get back. And now I hit a rock or something. And I started teetering. You know, I hadn't rode in a while. But you know how it is. It's riding the bike. It's like once you know, you know. So now I try to <laughs> steady myself, and I end up pushing her, trying to grab the rail. Now she starts going all sideways, about to fall over and everything. My point is, I like working out. I like, but I'm going to stick to swimming. And I'm going to stick to pickleball because my rear end hurt for six. God bless you people who ride the bike every day. My rear end ached for six weeks. And I said, that's it for me. I ain't getting back on. <laughs> no, I'm not getting back on. No exercise bike or real bike. All right, that'll do it for stock tips on hood. I got to check my uh, uh, my stock because I need to know whether to get out by the end of the day and stay out again 
until I find out, like Bart said, the big boys, are they jumping back in? This is what I need to see. I now have the aftermarket that I can look at to see how people are trading. I now have the pre-market to see what people are doing before the market opens at 930. So those are the things I have. I need to now go to the next level and know what the big dogs are doing, the the the, uh, the Rupert Murdochs and Berkshire Hathaway. I need to know what the big dogs are doing. And a couple of people that Bart Slack mentioned about how they're, 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 all they have to do is hint that they may be getting out. And next thing you know, the stock market goes bananas. That's what I got to learn more than anything. Oh, I'm tired. I got to take a nap. I may go play some pickleball this afternoon because I got I to gotta get my game going, man. I got a new paddle, and uh, it's just not been good right now. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta get better. I got to get better. These players, man, they kick your rear end. They don't mess around. I have to get better. Got to fix my video, too. What the hell is it doing over there? All right, love you guys. We'll see you next week on Stock Tips from the Hood. Uh, we're getting closer now to the big... Uh, battery day for Tesla coming up on the 22nd. Coming up on the 22nd. So we have another show. What is today? Today is the 9th. So we have one more show before battery day happens. And we'll try to figure out what's going on there. And I'll know whether or not to get out and get in. But I did keep my profit. I was disciplined. I got out when I should have got out. I should have set my stop loss at 475. But I'm thinking, no, more money, more money, more money. But that's okay. I got out at 450. And today they started... Before this market started today, they were down to 3.30. Anyway, love you guys. See you next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Don't forget Joel Velo with My Southern Exposure every Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. or 7 to 9 p.m. Just go to mysouthernexposure.site, mysouthernexposure.site. Don't forget Gary Lee, Podcasting Dangerous, and the Savage MMG Network. Just a search on Facebook. Savage MMG Network or Podcasting Dangerous. <clears throat> a lot of good stuff over there. They'll probably be talking pre-Brown stuff tomorrow and everything else. Let's go Browns. Let's go Indians. I think the Cavs are going to start be doing some practices soon. Have a fantastic day, everybody. I love you. Big Daddy Stock this from the hood. I'm going to just keep getting paid. More money, more money, more money. Show me the money. Looking good, Billy. I got those pesos. Show me the dinero. I got those pesos right here. I'm going to just keep getting paid. This has been a Big Sexy Marty Allen production.